I'm a new prime dropper, been dropping about six months. Big flat band. Shout out to my boy Dan the man, the best. I ain't gonna say the best, but he's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh thanks for tuning in. You are now watching the Prime Safety Meeting. We're gonna get at you in three, two, one. Good Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Prime Safety Meeting. My name is Dennis Davis. I'm the understudy. Steve Field, our Director of Safety, is out today. Shout out to my guy, Snacks, for bringing us in on, a, on an exciting Friday morning in the right way. Today is May 7th. We're so excited. We're downstairs in the basement of the Z Building doing, it, doing our, our, our safety meeting COVID style. We're really excited to get back to our, our normal facility over in the Millennium Building in the uh, cafeteria right in front of all of our favorite people. Our drivers will have everybody bundled into one space. So uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit nerve wracking. But, you know, I think we can do it once we get the green light from Robert and Dr. A. We'll be excited to get back to, to what we're normally accustomed to and what uh, this company is all about culture. We've got an exciting meeting for you today and we're going to be jam packed. So we're going to keep it moving fast. So it's going to be a, a lot less me a lot more of them. So last week we had some communication about the drive over reader and we didn't have quite enough time during that live broadcast to get you all the information you needed and to get the questions asked. But in true prime fashion, we've got an encore with Tyler Patrick this week. He's going to start us off and continue from last week and get us some questions answered about the drive over reader. So good morning. See you here in just a second. Tyler. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Dennis, for that introduction. Um, so yeah, last week there was a lot of interest about the drive over reader. So just as we told you guys, we were gonna get back into it, do some research and figure out what's going on with that thing. Um, so throughout this week, I've spent a lot of time communicating with emails out at Salt Lake and Brian Singleton, Lance out there, helping us figure out what's going on with the reader out there. I also spent a little bit of time this week here on site with Doug Tam and just kind of watching and seeing how people come over the reader. So. Um, just a little bit of information and a little backstory on the reader. Um, these are always going to be second to a, a pre-trip. And I know this is a lot of weeks in a row we've talked about pre-trip. However, what we're looking for whenever we do that drive over reader is really the inconsistencies. Okay, so we've got our tire pressure monitoring system in the truck. We've got the tire inflation system on the trailer. We have our techs and our drivers all looking at these tires too. So what we're really doing is we're using that as a backup system, okay? So we're looking at these tires come across the reader. We're looking at that information. And what you're going to look at is inconsistencies, okay? So if you're matching up against what you've got on your tire pressure monitor with what the drive over reader is giving you. Um, you're also looking at the tires on the trailer, making sure those add up to what the, the uh, drive over reader is telling you as well. Um, there is a little bit of variance on that. This is a new technology in the States. They've developed this in Europe, and then we brought it over here. There's really not a lot of these out there. However, there's still going to be those struggles with trying to get these things set up, and that's what we deal with. So uh, some of the things that we can control to help increase the readings being accurate and coming across the reader and getting those readings is one, slow down. Um, I set out and watched a bunch of trucks come through inbound here in Springfield, and people, um, what tends to happen is once we get the truck over the reader, we generally get a good reading on the truck. After that trailer comes across, we end up moving too fast and we're not getting a good reading on the trailer. So that's one thing we can control. Remember to slow down coming across the reader. Five miles an hour max is what we're gonna suggest here. Also making sure that you're lined up right. Salt Lake, uh, the reader seems to be a little bit closer to the roadway than what we see here in Springfield. So 
what we can encourage you to do would be come in from the west end of the facility. And that's going to give you a big wide turn right into the reader. So anticipate coming onto the reader, know where the reader's at, and let's try and make sure we're nice and lined up. Here in Springfield, same way. Let's make sure we're bringing a wide turn to the right, back into the terminal. We know the reader's there. We're coming across at like a nice, slow, controlled speed. Another thing that's going to throw variance in this is going to be the weather. So with that reader, whenever it's scanning the tires, if there's snow or rain on the ground, we're not going to be able to get an accurate reading. It's just not something these things are designed to do. So with that, you know, we're looking into maybe getting a cover over the readers, things like that, so we can remove some of these elements from the situation. However, a lot of this is still going to be in our control. Like I said earlier, though, nothing's going to beat a good proper pre-trip on these. Um, with your tread depths, we're going to get about a one thirty-second uh, variance above or below. And with tire pressures, you're going to get about an 8% increase or decrease in what your actual pressures are. So as long as we can remember those, I think there's some things we can control by trying to drive over the reader straight, making sure that we're going at a nice slow speed. I think we're going to get some better results out of that. Um, obviously, our team's going to be working on nonstop trying to keep these things going for you. We do have to go out and clean the sensors. We have to make sure that everything's calibrated and stuff like that. So we're definitely going to do our jobs to make sure that, you know, we're doing everything we can to make sure they're up and running. We ask that you guys do the same thing. And then also, um, you know, looking, there's more of this technology coming every day. So down the road, you know, there's going to be other options and stuff that we can look into to either replace these readers or get addition, maybe out in Pittston and things like that. So for the time being, let's keep working on this as a team. If you guys have issues, by all means, let us know so we can get those adjusted. And then going from there, um, we can look at, you know, replacing these down the road if we need to. We got a question, it looks like. We have one question. Has yeah. Prime thought about purchasing a trailer top snow remover? Man, those things are very cool. Um, I know that there's been talk about it. I don't, I don't think that we've actually made a decision, yay or nay, on those. But you talk about a cool piece of equipment. Those are pretty awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm going to go ahead and introduce Heather and Amber from Cardinal Sleep. So you guys have a great Friday. Thanks for having me back. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm Heather with Cardinal Sleep, and I am here with some big news. Um, we are now open in Salt Lake City. So if you need replacement products, um, if you need to schedule a sleep study, um, we are going to be there full time um, right now. Um, if you need to order anything, you can also do that on the Amber will be there um, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from nine to three. We'll schedule studies starting out on Wednesday nights. And um, if you need anything on any other day, if you'll get in touch with Amber, she will get you set up where you can pick it up on the weekend. You can pick it up after hours. Um, so it's going to work out great. We did a little bit of that during COVID when we were shut down last year here. And it worked out perfect. Just get a, get in touch with us ahead of time. We'll make sure that you have what you need when you get to the terminal. Um, as far as, as if you need a sleep study, I know we're working with Concentra out there to get um, referrals. So if you feel like you're having issues and you want to go in um, to Salt Lake City instead of come here, you can definitely do that. Um, and then get in touch with um, Dr. Anderson at Concentra there and he can get the referral for you. Um, if you you know need anything else, get a hold of me, get a hold of Amber. Amber McLean is registered in sleep. She's got about 15 years of experience. She's wonderful. She's fantastic. You're gonna love her. Um, she's super helpful. And anything that you need out there, she's gonna be able to take care of for you for sure. So um, get in touch with her there. Um, later, we'll put on our Facebook um, things to look for, signs and symptoms. Also put all the hours that we've talked about and um, let you know where you need to call if you want to make orders um, 
and have them waiting for you. Um, or if you need things shipped, those kind of things. So is that it? That's it. All no right. Questions. You got up easy. Thank you very much. Hello, good morning and welcome. My name is Amber McLean, clinical sleep educator at Cardinal Sleep in Salt Lake City. That is right, we are now officially open. We are here Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So come check us out. We have a beautiful new sleep lab. And if you are needing any new CPAP supplies, we are stocked. Lastly, if you don't mind giving us a like and a follow on our social media pages under Cardinal Sleep on Facebook and Instagram, we'll see you there. Back and better than ever. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you, Heather, for giving us that great information. You know, one of the things that's probably going to take the bulk of this meeting, we're going to talk to Stan Casterkey about our training program. Our training program is probably probably get more questions and comments about this than any. And, and we don't have anybody better in the company to answer these questions other than Mr. Stan Casterkey. Stan, you want to come on up? Thanks, Dennis. Hey everyone, hope you're all doing well today and staying safe out there on the roads. It's great to see everybody calling, uh, coming in and saying hello from North Carolina. Kevin Ford, good morning to you. Um, so I do want to talk a little about, about the driver training program. You know, um, our corporate pilots- You may need a mic. Sorry, okay. <laughs> now you can hear me. So I want to kind of put things into perspective here a little bit with our corporate pilots. Um, they came through our driver training program to get their CDL because Prime's not going to pay somebody else to fuel our plane. We're pretty efficient, pretty self-sufficient. So we're going to do that ourselves. Our corporate pilots say that it was more stressful for them to come through the driver training program to get their CDL than it was to certify um, to be a pilot. Um, that kind of put it into perspective for me. And, you know, I, as I think through the process, I, I'm not a pilot, um, but I've ridden on a plane before. So I guess I know a little bit about that. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the pilots, when they certify, they, they have to know how to take off. They have to know how to program between, they have to do trip planning from point A to point B, and they have to know how to land the plane. That to me is probably the most important part of it. As a truck driver and coming through the driver training program, we have to do trip planning. We have to get from point A to point B. Um, there's a lot more traffic on the ground than there are planes in the air from what I've seen. So there's a lot of stress. So when you're someone who's never driven a truck, uh, maybe you've been in heavy traffic, maybe you live in a big city or something like that, but you're, and you're kind of used to traffic, um, it, it can be extremely stressful. You don't know what you're doing to a certain point, you have that instructor and that trainer in there to, um, to help you through that process. This stress creates some tension at times. You know, I've been married almost 38 years. Uh, my wife and I, when we go on vacation, I can tell you that probably by the end of the week, she is probably ready to not necessarily have me as close to her as what she was at the beginning of the week. So you kind of have that beginning process. I'm excited, I have my instructor, I have my trainer. We're getting out there. There's a lot of stress with traffic and there's stress with learning how to do this job. And that can create some tension in the truck. And that's, in my opinion, and, and from what I've seen in my experience here, that seems to be where at times when we start not getting along, that, that's where that happens. Um, so, you know, any questions that you have about that, as far as our assignments and things like that here a few years ago, we started a process that we do um, personality assessments, not personality assessments, it's core value. It's a core value survey. Um, 
we have found that whenever we started doing that, that it really did help with placement. People got along a little bit better than us just trying to, you know, are you a smoker? Uh, where do you live? And some of that stuff. The core value has definitely helped our placement process, but it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect situation. There's going to be stressful times. There's going to be things you don't necessarily agree with. Here's what I need everyone's help with. And I'm talking about whether you're a trainee, if you're someone looking to come to Prime, if you're a current trainee or a PSD or instructor or trainer here at Prime, we got to sometimes just step back for a minute and we got to think about, man, I, I got, I'm feeling some stress here. I'm feeling some pressure here today. Does that necessarily mean that you just need to separate for a while? Not necessarily. I think at times you just need to sit down and kind of talk it out, man, this is what I'm feeling. Um, this is, this is what I'm experiencing today. You know, we don't condone anyone yelling, cussing and screaming. Okay. And then it doesn't matter whether it's an instructor, a trainer, a trainee, a PSD, whoever that is, that that's not productive for anyone. Um, if I've asked you to stop three times and you haven't stopped the truck and I'm sitting in the passenger seat, I'm probably going to look, get a little more animated about that because it's me and you in that truck. But if you're if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing everything that you can possibly do, um, we, we expect there to be a cordial atmosphere in that truck. If that doesn't happen, there are several things that you can do. You can contact your fleet manager. Prime is a trucking company. You know, we're open 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, except leap year. And then we're open 366 days a year. OK, so we're there is always someone here if you're having a problem with the instructor, with the trainer, if you just need somebody to talk to, we're here to help you, okay? You have my direct line. Um, if you don't, uh, I'll have uh, Andrea post that here a little bit later, my direct line to my phone. You can call me. We have Steve Tasson, who is the uh, TNT placement manager here as well. Uh, we're here to help you. We support you. You are the growth of Prime. You are uh, who we need here at Prime. I can only, if I if I were a truck driver, I could only drive one truck. We need everyone here for Prime to be successful. We have a question. Do you guys get paperwork for trip planning? Do we have what? Paperwork for any training for trip planning. You know, we don't have paperwork for trip planning, but the great thing about Prime and our driver training program is you should be getting that in the process of training. You know, once you pass the CDL exam, you're with that lead seat with that driver. And that should be part of the training process with them is to actually show you we're picking up here. This is how many hours that we have. This is when we're planning on delivering. So that that is part of the on the job training that we're looking for our trainers to do. Uh, we do have a question about Tim said he's seen several, he said several <coughs> students who in PSD never went out on the road. So why would that happen? And what do they do if they have any concerns about that student? So here's your flea manager. Talk to your flea manager if you have any concerns. Um, you know, if a CC comes in from a truck driving school, they don't have any over-the-road experience or very little anyway. Um, we want, we try to have everyone who comes to Prime, our, our program is that you're going to go over the road with a PSD instructor. We're very fortunate that a lot of people want to come to work at Prime. At times, um, we have more PSDs coming in than we have instructors to teach them. Um, and those individuals, and a lot of you, 60% of our fleet came through our PSD program. So a lot of you can relate to this that, man, I quit my job. I saved up just enough money and I paid my bills up just enough to plan on 
three to four weeks out on the road, I'm going to get my CDL, then I'm going to start making a paycheck. We want to make sure that those people, and maybe some of you are watching now, those of you who have made that life commitment to Prime, that you're giving up everything to start this, that we can help you go through that process and get your CDL as quickly as possible. Um, and then the TNT phase is where we expect our trainers to help you understand how to uh, how to become a professional driver. Uh, Charles Smith said, when will federal training standards be implemented? I appreciate you, Charles. You do a great job out there. So February 7th of 2022 is when the feds are saying that they're going to that they're going to start enforcing the ELDT, which is entry level driver training. We do everything already to meet the requirements of the ELDT uh, rule. Um, we've got a little bit of documentation that we need to do, but we already, we already meet those standards. Uh, we do have to certify as a training provider through the feds. Um, so there's some stuff on my side that I've got to get taken care of, but, um, and they haven't opened that up yet for us to actually um, go in and register for that. So we're waiting on them on that part. Mark asked, how fast can you go on the yard? How fast can you go on the yard? Well, that sounds like a safety question, but I'm going to answer it very slow. Um, 10 miles per hour probably is, in my opinion, a maximum. That's kind of been the rule that I've always gone by. Um, you know, just be safe out there. Watch as you're coming by trailers and things like that. Use your Use your good judgment. Did you see someone walk behind that trailer? You know, just always approach cautiously um, on the turn, swing out, make sure you're not running over the grass and stuff or knocking the trees down here. So ho hopefully that's a good answer or the answer. Okay. Great. Thanks. Okay. Anything else? No. Okay. Hey, I appreciate you all. And I'll look forward to seeing you. Come see me at the plaza when you get in town. Oh, and next we have Sam Messick. Um, one of the smartest guys here at Prime. I'm going to let him talk. You'll learn a lot from him. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Sam. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, just give you a couple pieces of information before I get into the info that I know everybody's waiting on, which is what's going on with our current fuel bid and what is the fuel pricing going to look like in our network in the upcoming year. But a couple things first. Um, one, we have been working with our IT group uh, to help add some additional transparency to you all as operators uh, as it relates to fuel and route recommendations. So one of the questions that we get a lot about fuel and route recommendations that are generated when you send in a macro 27 and we also send them in at the, or send them to you uh, at the time of dispatch is why is this taking me way out of route compared to the route that I'm used to taking? Um, and a lot of the time, the reason why we're taking you so significantly out of what we would call your base route is because of potential toll savings by taking a different route or maybe even fuel savings by taking a different route. Um, so one of the things that we've recently added, you might have seen it shown, uh, sh start to show up within the last day or two, is, uh, is we've started sending to toll savings at the bottom of your fuel and route recommendation message that you're getting on your Qualcomm. So if you scroll down to the bottom of the message, you'll, it, there's uh, uh, some information about DE, it says uh, something about DEF down toward the bottom of the recommendation, but you will start to see a line there that says uh, recommended tolls versus base tolls. So what we're hoping to do there is just give you an idea 
of why we recommended one of the major reasons maybe why we recommended some significant out of route on this particular trip for you. Um, I think what you'll notice sometimes is that these toll savings can be massive. Uh, you're talking so on some of these trips, it's well over $100 uh, worth of tolls that we're potentially uh, going to save you by recommending that you take a different route than your base route. Um, I know we get a lot of questions at the fuel desk about, hey, why am I so far out of route or why is it recommending that I go so far out of route? Hopefully when you see those toll savings, that'll give you a little bit better of an idea sometimes why we're routing you uh, so much differently uh, than you're used to being routed. Andrea has one question. I think you're going to cover that. it, but Jeremy asked any updates on fuel contracts. Yeah, I, I'll get to that here at the end. One other thing that I wanted to mention is I get a lot of questions sometimes about uh, Navigo and fuel and route. And, you know, they're really two independent systems, but we our, our IT group has done a great job of making sure that they communicate well and that overall the, the fuel recommendation that you're getting should match perfectly with the Navigo routing uh, that you're using as well. The one thing to keep in mind is if you are requesting that your fuel stops be included in Navigo, which you can do that on the Macro 27, but if you're requesting that those fuel stops be included in the Navigo routing, if at any time during your dispatch, you go into Navigo and just say, I want to go, like you just enter a destination into Navigo, that the routing that you get from Navigo when you just enter a destination may be completely different than the routing that Navigo is going to give you if you requested that fuel stops be included in your route. Because if Navigo, if you request that fuel stops be included in your route, Navigo might be taking you significantly out of base route or out of your normal route to, like I said earlier, avoid toll costs, get better fuel savings, uh, a lot of different items that it might be uh, considering. But if you're just entering a destination into Navigo, it's just picking the quickest route from point A to point B, the quickest, safest legal route from point A to point B. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I always recommend making sure that you're following the routing that Navigo gives you with fuel stops included. Uh, it can cause some issues if you just enter a destination into Navigo. But fuel bid, where are we at on things? So I know this is taking forever. The good news is, is that we have really good fuel discounts right now. So this being delayed um, isn't necessarily a bad thing for you all. It, uh, you're still getting fantastic fuel pricing today. Um, so we have had lots of calls over the last couple of weeks going back and forth, negotiating what is hopefully the best fuel prices possible for you all. Um, right now, we are just dotting a few I's and crossing a few T's uh, with everyone, trying to make sure that we have the best deal in place. But after what I can tell you is that after our initial round of bidding, um, Pilot Flying J was in first place and we are working with them on trying to get a deal finished up. Um, we don't have everything finalized yet, so just be patient with us. Should be within the next week or so. We'll have some firmer updates. But uh, let me just say all of our fuel vendors are huge partners of ours. They all do a great job. They're great folks. Uh, they they appreciate your business more than I think you know. Uh, and they, they're, they're really just down-to-earth people, uh, and they really appreciate Prime and appreciate the business that we provide to them. They really want your feedback, and they're in tune. Uh, they're always asking us for what they can do better and things. So we really appreciate all their hard work and the pricing that they give us. But hopefully within the next week, we'll have uh, a formal announcement go out on who the winner was, 
And then uh, look for the middle of the month here, uh, maybe like the third week of May here for us to go live with the new pricing uh, in our network. Uh, we have a question from Brian. He said, our weekly net fuel costs include taxes taken at point of purchase. Why does our net fuel cost not reflect the monthly fuel tax adjustments? This should be remedied. Our net fuel costs are not accurate because of this. Yeah, let me let me look at that. I'll have to look at exactly how we're calculating those and what we're sending to you. But yeah, I can check into that and get back with you. Um, Free showers. Yeah, I see a comment yeah. from Courtney. Uh, yeah, so currently with Loves, you do get free showers if you're a prime operator. So automatically you're on platinum or uh, uh, diamond status with Loves, which gives you four times the points and free showers. At TA Petro, if you get over 60 gallons, you get a free meal, free showers, or a free parking spot. And as part of our new fuel deal, we would also have similar uh, rewards available or uh, a, a little bit different, but very similar in concept to the rewards that we have today. So there's definitely free showers available to you. All right. Well, otherwise, that's all that I really had today. I'll be back within the next week or two to give a final update and uh, answer any questions that we may have as we roll out the new fuel bid. But thank you very much for your time today. Next up, we have Kyla and Madison from Success Leasing uh, with some good information. Hi guys, I'm Kyla from Success Leasing and I've got Maddie here with me today. Um, we are <laughs> going to go over a couple updates on kind of our status on new trucks. We are still running a little bit behind. Uh, we're at about two to three week delay right now um, with everything this last year. We've experienced everything from park shortages. Uh, now we're dealing with transportation issues, getting the trucks here to Springfield from the various stages in the process. We are working with the manufacturers. We get daily emails and updates on kind of where each uh, truck is at in the stat or, you know, in the queue. And Haley is reaching out and giving those updates to those that have ordered trucks. Uh, we're still uh, pretty sparse on trucks as far as upgrades go. We are working those trucks as fast as we can through the shops. Uh, once they get turned in or delivered, if you are waiting to upgrade, you can always check with your fleet manager on where you're at on um, the upgrade availability list to come into classes. Um, and we will be communicating with them on how many we are releasing to have come in. Uh, we are going to now talk about the end of lease process. That's what Maddie handles in our department. So if you uh, have an ordered truck that you are waiting to turn your end of lease truck in, Haley will contact you 30 days before your truck is due to come in. And then once you get here for end of lease, you'll want to schedule your appointment with Bay 47 for your turn and inspection. And I'll let Maddie go over the rest of the end of lease process. Yeah, so once you turn your truck into Bay 47, um, we get messages and so then I add them to my spreadsheet and I kind of take over the process from there. Um, I communicate with all the shops daily on working that truck through, getting those bills for the repairs and such. And then when your payout is complete, that we are running about three to five business days right now to have these completed as long as you don't have any garnishment or any out of warranty charges on the truck. Um, once your payout is fully completed, I then email you directly um, you'll have a cover sheet which shows the breakdown of your lease completion and then every single invoice is attached along with notes that we have made on them. Um, on my, the email there is my phone number directly so if you need or have any questions you can always give me a call and I'm happy to go over them. That's about all I have. Yeah so um, like she said it's taking about three to five business days so if your payout is finished in the middle of the week say on a Monday or Tuesday 
once she sends you that confirmation that your payout is completed, if you wanted to, you could always have that amount loaded to your card. So we're looking at ways to, you know, get you your money faster so you're not waiting until Friday settlement. Um, if that isn't something that you're interested in or that you need at that time, then it'll be on that following week for your payroll. And your end of lease bonus goes however your uh, regular settlement is. So if it's direct deposit uh, or loaded onto your card, it'll be processed the same way. We also do get a couple questions about your emergency fund. Um, it does not pay out with your lease completion. It actually transfers truck to truck. If you are wanting this paid out, you'll just get with your payroll person and they can get that taken care of for you. Um, any new lightweights for company drivers and what mileage do trucks change over? Um, we are getting new lightweights in, so they are still part of that process of trucks that we are having that are on more of the delayed side. So as we get new trucks in, we do um, try to put drivers in that are maybe what we would call end of lease. So even on the company side, every truck has a contract date that ends. Uh, we do try to put those in newer trucks if we have them available. Otherwise, they go to upgrades just like the um, other trucks that we have available. And then at what mileage do trucks change over? So our war, I'm assuming they mean like turning in. So our warranty goes to 600,000. So we will always run them right up to that point on the company side. We don't really end them early unless they're getting close to that warranty period. On the lease side, there's a schedule D in your contract, which is what would qualify you to end your lease early. But it's based on your miles, not necessarily, or sorry, based on your weeks, not your miles necessarily. Um, Said, what are we doing for drivers who didn't get their lease completion and don't come to Springfield? So this is a question that we have been getting and we are brainstorming different ideas to get all of those drivers caught up. Uh, we're looking at maybe doing gift certificates or prime points. We don't have anything final yet, but as soon as we do, we will be sure to update right here. Great. Anything else? I don't have anything else. <laughs> that was an easy week. All right. Thank Thanks you. guys. Have a good weekend. All right, you're live. OK, uh, good morning, everybody. I'm Jim Guthrie in the refrigerated operations area. And I've got a, a very special guest with me here today, Tobias very Alexander, uh, yeah, one of our great drivers. Uh, you know, we just had our, our annual customer event uh, where we, we get a group of, of some of our, our top customers together and, and, and try to do lots of listening about how we can better help what they need and, and uh, how we can better service, uh, you know, service their companies. Uh, we have some drivers that participate every year. Uh, this year, Tobias participated uh, in addition to uh, several other great operators that did a great job. I'll recognize them uh, before I forget. Uh, Blake Nichols, uh, Janie Neesmith, and Danny Crisp all participated and did an amazing job representing, uh, representing Prime and all of you out there uh, with, our, with our customer base. So I wanted to bring Tobias up and, and uh, you know, ask Tobias, you know, what, what are some of your takeaways from what customers are asking uh, for us? Um, the same thing that they normally ask for. Uh, it's just capacity. But with us dealing with COVID over the last 15 months or so, um, our number of drivers that we have on the road in the industry is down. So industry is down for trucks, drivers, more capacity. They need even more trucks. So that's really all that they're asking from us uh, from a 
from a prime standpoint is is there any way for us to give them the trucks that they need uh it's been a hassle for us uh we're trying to work through it but it's it's been rough <laughs> and specifically you know they want those prime trucks because uh you know we've got a lot of long-standing relationships uh with these customers and and as we've talked about in previous weeks the marketplace is is extremely busy right now. The demand is is really through the roof, uh, and so there's a big demand for for uh, prime trucks out there. Um, you know, we had a lot of conversation around uh, the long term contractual commitments uh, that that we have with our customers that allow us to get you know the premium rates, uh, and and uh, you know even a couple of customers uh, asked asked Tobias and, and our other drivers, you know, what what keeps you at prime versus looking for some of these major opportunities that that some see in the marketplace we have some flashy sign-on bonuses some folks that are are chasing the short-term gains from the spot market right. uh and and you know talk about that what what keeps you here and, and you had a really good response i thought uh just to keep it simple because we don't want to keep these people too long but um <laughs> just the long-term goals that most drivers have in the industry. Um, of course, the spot market rates are up right now because demand is so high. But uh, going out, especially now, I know rates uh, for insurance for, for drivers, for their uh, own authorities and liability insurances are through the roof. So we've been seeing the closures um, after 2018 just go up exponentially over the last few years of trucking carriers having to close down. Um, I believe the number is 95% of, of trucking companies are 25 trucks or less. So it's just uh, really hard for them to absorb all of the, the things that they have to cover. So uh, for me personally, just being here, I mean, Prime does a great job of providing a safety net uh, for us dealing with the things that come along any challenges with uh maintenance of the truck uh repairs or any of those things i just think it's a great opportunity here as an independent contractor uh potential fleet owners to start and grow your business here yeah that's great tobias you know uh from whom much is given much is expected and and prime is not not only the largest refrigerator carrier but we're also recognized as the best service provider and we have the best drivers uh, you know, really, really the best everything, the best equipment, the best company. And so, you know, whenever our customers look at us, they really depend more on us than they do on others because of our, our size and scope and our ability to provide these long-term uh, contractual volumes and capacity to, to our customers. So uh, it's really, uh, you know, it's really important for us to, to grow so we can support them. And, uh, you know, we talked about all the different things going on uh, with with uh, the volatility in the marketplace. And and, you know, again, just uh, if there's anybody out there, you know, that uh, could be a, a quality driver, safe driver. You know, um, there, there's a lot of opportunity right now. We have a great referral program. Encourage you to take advantage of that. Uh, you know, we need good quality drivers. Uh, we need, uh, and, and, you know, that growth helps us maintain these these long-term volume commitments but it also gets us to the point where we can get the premium rate levels and and our, our customers are ready to to uh, pay those if they can get the capacity so so growth is good for all of us uh you know again encourage you to find anybody you can out there refer them over and and uh you know we've got a great training program 
um, you know, uh, there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, very any, much so. Anything else, Tobias, from the from the experience this week? Um, just the just talking to all of the different customers that we had there because it's our top. Well, under normal circumstances, I think it's our top 25 customers. I think we had to scale back a bit this year because of uh, COVID. But um, the customers that we are, are hauling freight for really do care. And they really are trying to improve some of the conditions that we have to deal with during this time. Uh, I think that's the major takeaway that I got, that they are actually really good teams and great partners with us and trying to make this thing work so we can get all of the capacity needs handled. I agree. Yeah, they, they're very, uh, very in tune to what we need for our drivers out there. Uh, and, and also, I would say that our customers recognize that all of you, it's really all of you out on the road that have performed so well uh, throughout this last year and uh, 14 months or so uh, with the COVID pandemic. Uh, without you, I mean, literally, America would have stopped. And, uh, you know, there was there were some problems with, uh, you know, different time periods with store shelves being empty, you know, the, the toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic, and then all the different food, uh, food challenges with uh, food manufacturers, production plants, uh, meat plants, stuff like that. But all of you stepped up admir admirably, did an incredible job to keep, keep our stores stocked. So you should be very proud of what you accomplished. Uh, we just got a lot of work to do in front of us and we need every every driver we can get so we can provide that capacity to our customers so uh that's all i've got are we are we have any questions or uh no there's one about a revenue cap do we have a revenue cap oh <laughs> no we we don't have a revenue cap um i guess i can speak on that absolutely hey you can um, say it better than i can <laughs> there's no uh, revenue cap here um, I know there's a lot of talk going around amongst drivers about conspiracy theories. It's not the case at all. Um, if you're having any trouble, you should first and foremost talk to your fleet manager, get with him. Um, it may just be some things that you guys are, are not seeing eye to eye, not on the same page. Uh, I personally would recommend taking the ACE2 class. Uh, offer here, I think it's Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturday mornings in the room that we're actually doing this live in um, just so you can have a better understanding of the freight market, uh, the lanes, uh, what the rates look like, um, how you're doing with your fuel mileage, because all of these different things put uh, more revenue in your in your truck, which is going to ultimately put more money in your pocket, better opportunities to take care of your family and yourself. So, Absolutely. And I, I would just tell you that all of our all of our operations people, our fleet managers, your fleet manager specifically to you, and your business and our sales uh, coordinators, our sales planners—they're all tied to your to your revenue results. So the more that uh, more that we can generate, the more uh, you know that their their compensation would be. So uh, certainly we we, we want uh, no revenue caps whatsoever. Anything else, Tobias? Any tips for new drivers? Uh, tips first and foremost. Uh, Build a great relationship and rapport with your fleet manager. That is your direct point of contact for anything and everything that you need to get handled at Prime. Secondly, I would say all of the classes, all of the training that these uh, great people offer at their terminals and facilities, you should definitely take a, a look at uh, partic participating in. Uh, first and foremost, for the lease operators, the H2 class. Um, I take it every year. It's great. It just gives me an idea of where I am in the company and how we're doing in the market just to make sure that the numbers and the goals that I'm hitting are 
in line with what they should be or maybe even excelling, which is why it's funny that somebody thinks that there's a revenue cap. But. <laughs> you want to shout out to anybody? Uh, everybody that's out here on the road, uh, we're doing a great job. The customers see it. They appreciate it. So let's just let's just keep doing a great job. Hey, Tobias, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. it. You did a great job. And Blake and Janie and Danny all did a great job. All of you be proud of, their rep of, uh, of what these folks did to represent you out there. So everybody have a good weekend, please. You know, safety is first. Be safe. And uh, God bless you. Thank you. And we'll... Hey, good morning. Here we are Friday again. Good revenue cap. What's that? <laughs> what Give me a break. I mean, everybody understands how we make money. The more revenue, the better we do. Growth. So we don't want to put a cap on anybody's revenue. We want a revenue minimum, not a revenue cap. Let's, let's crank it up, Steve. Come on. Without growth, there is no growth. We just got to stay after it. You know, uh, we, we did really have a good customer advisory board meeting, didn't you think? Outstanding. Uh, as Jim said, we had outstanding drivers. You all be proud of the way they represented uh, you all. They were, they were well-spoken. They hit on the issues. Um, they, they weren't afraid a bit. They just waited right in there, and, and we were very, very fortunate to have folks like those four and many, many others. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's interesting because our customers really enjoy and look forward to talking to our drivers more than they want to talk to us. Uh, they, they gain great insight from the communication with our drivers. And, and uh, I think we all agree our, our drivers were terrific. They really took on some of the issues and explained the inefficiencies that shippers and receivers create for us. So it was well done. Uh, go ahead. Well, it's, it's been mentioned, but it's worth repeating, and that is our shippers are looking for more capacity. And our strategy right now is to build capacity, become you know stronger with the customers, have more leverage and bargaining power. It's just the other side of the coin from the way Sam purchases fuel. Uh, the more fuel you purchase, the cheaper you can, can, can get it. So we're working on that on the freight side. We need to fulfill these folks' requests. Uh, the way we do that is to, you know, keep our drivers running, keep them making money. Uh, you know, some of the numbers coming in right now are, are really outstanding, particularly for the team. Solos too, but our teams are really, really over the top, and it's well-deserved, 
Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We're finally getting there from the earnings potential, driving a truck at prime, or the respect that we're getting uh, from our customers and the marketplace is, is really at an all-time high. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think finally drivers are becoming much more appreciated and respected for what they do. Um, I'm not sure it's often that you get 25 of your best customers that give our operators a standing ovation. Certainly, they deserved it. Uh, they were recognized on numerous occasions. And um, as Robert has said and Jim has said, these, these folks did a terrific job for uh, their peer group and, and all of Prime. You know, these, uh, there's a couple of things that um, I, I think we need to reinforce just about every week. Obviously, safety and fuel. Fuel continues to rise and, uh, you know, we're supported by our, our customers' fuel surcharge programs. And if you just really operate your truck efficiently, you take that money to the bank. Uh, it'll be in your pocket. So uh, I always like to get that out there, Robert. Yeah, that's that's important. We can't get anywhere unless we're safe. So uh, we appreciate your efforts. We're having a great safety year. Um, and we, but you just have to reinforce that and continue to be, you know, on your A game as you go down the road. You, you really can't go, you, you can't slack on the safety side. So we appreciate what you're doing and let's just please keep it up. Uh, we have a comment from Marley's day. She said, thank you, Prime. I've been driving two years solo. I bought a house yesterday. Thank you, Prime, for giving this opportunity. Well, yeah, yeah, for Marley. Well, let good. me tell you, Marley, it's you that bought the house and your efforts and your work uh, that created that. You know, we're proud to be a part of it and we appreciate the recognition, but really it's you. We thank you. Yeah, and, and once again, um, we just need to find some more drivers. Our, our, our fleet size has diminished year over year. Our customers are asking for more. I think it's a great time if, if you know somebody that might be interested in our training program or an operator that's driving for another company, let's get them over here. You'll be rewarded and so will we, and most of all, so will our customers. So that's what, that's what I've got, Robert. That's good. Um, I don't have a lot, just, uh, other than to thank you for what you're doing, uh, you know, it's really, really nice to get, uh, you know, all the, the credit from our customers, but really you all are the ones that deserve it. So we certainly thank you for what you do. Last, but certainly not least, we appreciate all of you that served in the armed forces. Uh, thanks for keeping us safe and thanks for working with us. Thanks, Robert. Absolutely. Appreciate you all. Be safe and we'll talk to you next week. Lenny says, congratulations, Robert. Your horse ran another great and exciting race. <laughs> he did. He did. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're, we're excited about him. We'll go from here. Thank you all. Be safe. Be safe, folks. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry you can't stay a little longer, but be sure to get at us next week. Bye, y'all.